0: Welcome to Content Insiders, brought to you by Acrolinks, the AI-powered platform that eliminates content chaos and delivers strategy-aligned content at enterprise scale. For more information on Acrolinx, stay tuned until the end of this broadcast or visit us at www.acrolinks.com In our season finale of Content Insiders, AcroLinks CEO Walker Schmidt will speak with Colleen Jones, author and founder of Content Science, to take a look back at Season 1 addressing some of the best points made regarding content as an asset. Hello, good morning and good afternoon. My name is Volker Smith. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Aqualinks, a German headquartered company with a significant operations in the US. And I'm here today uh, with Colleen, Colleen Jones with uh, Content Science. So Colleen, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure.
1: Uh, I'm Colleen Jones and I'm the founder of Content Science, a content intelligence and uh, strategy, strategy firm based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm also the author of The Content Advantage, a book all about making content really work effectively for business. And I'm so excited to be here today and talk about content.
0: Great, Colleen. Thanks for being here. It's an afternoon for you, no, it's a morning for you and actually late afternoon for me here in Germany. So talking about content in today's world, uh, the year 2020, an interesting year, in any case, by any dimension, content today fuels enterprises and success. I think just 20 years ago, I think content was something that was more related to news or to movies or to anything, but not specifically to the success of an enterprise. Today, we have about 4.5 billion uh, users on the internet. Um, they conduct 3.5 billion Google searches every day and everybody's looking for content that drives success or failure of an enterprise. In, all, in this series that we've set up, in all of these interviews, We specifically talked about content as an asset and the value of content for many, many dimensions. And it's funny that we have to make this a topic because an average life science website today has 2.5 million pages. If we just assume $2,500 to create a page, that's a massive investment of time and money over time but still there's no expression of value of this content asset that has been built. Everybody would say, yeah, we gotta have it. I think we have tons of it. I have no idea what it has cost to create it, let alone that I know what the value of this content is. Isn't that surprising in today's world, Colleen, where we have so many connected people being so busy on the internet and the enterprises can't get their full hands around their content assets. What do you think, Colleen?
1: I think yes and no. Uh, you know, my initial reaction is yes. That's shocking. You know, content is so important. You know, how is it that you know large companies and organizations are not valuing it in some way uh, and in a systematic way? Um, and it's just astounding when you step back and think about it. Um, but then there's a part of me that isn't surprised because I've been in the content space for 20 years now, and uh, with content science, you know, uh, for 10 years, working with lots of different companies and organizations on thorny content issues. And we've also done some research on things like how do you evaluate content how do you figure out content roi um you know what's your content budget like things like that and we've found um for the past five years that the vast majority of content you know leaders and professionals uh, are really struggling to uh, get their hands around roi of content and and figuring out value Um, only about a third of them are doing it we found in our research and you know the good news is we found that that third of content leaders and their teams that are able to calculate at least some kind of roi they are reporting the most success and they also are reporting a, a higher level of content operations maturity. Um, so, you know, I, I think that things have changed with content so quickly, um, and I think it's very tied to the way business has changed. D- digital disruption um, is is happening at a very rapid pace in every type of industry, and when business is digital, content is critical and um there just hasn't been a precedent in business to treat content like this uh to really get serious about not just talking about it as an asset as something that we need but get serious about how are we going to make it happen are we going to sustain it how are we going to scale the approach to it so um you know in that sense i wasn't surprised to hear some of the the challenges that uh, people in the series reported. Um, And I also uh, really saw in each episode, you know, why each person was selected because they're clearly leaders. Um, They've clearly had a lot of success in making content impactful and everything from, you know, regulatory compliance to customer success Mm -hmm. and you know, they are really making a lot of great things happen. Um, But even they, you know, can't always um, tie things together to a very clear, robust uh, ROI. And I think it's uh, exciting that we're talking about this today because this is really where we need to go in terms of thinking about content.
0: Yeah, looking back at the series, I I still have one statement. fresh in my memory. And that was when I asked, so you're, you're overlooking 30,000 pieces of content. And then I said, I think, and I believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) And so that person then said back, no, that's not the tip of the iceberg. These are the snowflakes on the tip of the
1: iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was great.
0: And that is And that's a global company. I think that company Nestle, I think they serve in 170 countries and Even there, even the professionals would say this is what I see the tip of the iceberg or the snowflakes on the tip of the iceberg. I don't see the gigantic mountain of things that we have beneath the waterline, And that is interesting. That's one thing, but I was also positively impressed by some very clear value statements. Uh, we had a national mortgage bank saying, well, content can put officers into jail if this is wrongly formulated, or we have to buy mortgages back if we provide wrongly constructed content. So there was a clear defensive line for content. Then there was a lot of talk around how content can help to make customer support more efficient. Impacting NPS, uh, uh, customer satisfaction, and many other dimensions. And then there's obviously the third angle of content, creating new opportunities. You create a piece of content because you want to. I was all about to say lure people on your website to convert them into opportunities and and do some revenues. So there are so many value angles, but none of them are really well established. I, I would. What do you think about these value levers and the establishment and enterprises today?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. We're just kind of scratching the surface of the potential to um, really couch content into very meaningful value. And uh, By the way,
0: here's my son Jacob joining the interview.
1: Hello, Jacob.
0: He does it from time to time.
1: Do you like content? <laughs> Hello. Oh my gosh, you're adorable. Uh Just keep yeah.
0: Going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um so yeah, in terms of the the levers for content value, I think there certainly is um the alignment with every business function that content is serving and how is content really making, you know, those key performance indicators, um, higher, better, uh, improving, and so on. So whether it's customer satisfaction or sales or a combination, um, productivity, uh, you know I think that is that is something that needs to be well established before you can make the case for other kinds of, of levers. Um, a lever that I'm super excited about and I definitely see, but I think needs to be more well articulated um, is along the lines of what you said with, with opportunity. So, um, you know, there's a real opportunity cost if you're, um, you're, content teams are having to just focus on maintaining existing content or, you know, only create certain types of uh, content. If they're bogged down in operations that really don't have to be manual anymore, um, you know, that could be more automated if, if the strategy is, Um, well thought through and the content's well structured and and things like that, Um, there's a real opportunity cost to not being able to um, iteratively improve the content. So, you know, um, IBM, I believe it was Jason, talked a lot about uh, continuous improvement and really trying to embrace that. Um, You can't do that very well if you're just bogged down in getting uh, certain content out there or um you know constantly being behind the intense demand for certain kinds of content or responding to you know legal issues about your content so um you know there's that and then there's also a real opportunity cost with being able to to innovate so with business being digital content being critical to anything you do in business um, you're really going to be hampered in your ability to, to innovate if you um, are bogged down in uh, just the, the maintenance of uh, content. You can't free your people up to really think about um, how content can really uh, help you take advantage of a new um, opportunity or be part of a new product. Uh, and I really like the way um, I believe it was... Citrix um, Mm -hmm. talking about being agile and being in a Mm -hmm. position to respond to new needs that come up as they assess the customer experience. So opportunity cost is something that businesses think about all the time. And um, I've always been puzzled, why don't we think about that more with Mm -hmm. content?
0: Yeah, great point. And all this maintenance on content, I mean, in today's world, when I grew up in the high-tech industry, the release cycle of a piece of software was like twice a year. In today's world, you have multiple deployments every day in the public cloud. Mm. And to keep up with the changes that are required in the documentation is quite a task. So people are all constantly feeling like not only bogged down, but behind the curve. So they are always in catch-up mode, trying to catch up that's one dimension of content, which becomes increasingly critical for customer satisfaction and NPS. And then the other cycle of content creation is everything that relates around marketing, where content sometimes being is being auctioned. Like you give, I don't know, two agencies a bunch of money so that they create content. What they do is they go out to the uh, to the to the platforms and try to hire freelance content freelance content writers and all of that under tremendous time pressure. So, holistically, again, I had this example earlier when I said it looks to me like the supply chain of the year 1950, maybe <laughs> where that was a mess. Um, all of that is a ton of money that goes out of the enterprise door and can potentially create a ton of value or it can create a mess if you do it wrong. So f- from all your insight and research that you've done with your team and your company, what, what are the two three recommendations that you have to the industry that serves the content operation cycle? What is it that we have to do differently going forward from your point of view?
1: Yeah, so, uh, and by industry, serving do you mean like the the content technology industry and
0: yeah.
1: and yeah 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 so um i love that question because i for many years have been frustrated with the lack of innovation in uh content management and content uh technology and i am really excited about the rise of tools and technologies to help with bringing automation where it uh, makes sense for content, and uh, with the unprecedented demand for content, is just the only way to scale uh, content operations yeah, at the level that they need to be scaled, uh, and and so I think that. Um, you know the content technology industry needs to continue that innovation, and I think what I've seen in the past is a, a not so positive cycle of the the customers of that technology not always being the the main content um, leaders and. Therefore, the right kinds of feedback on the technology and the products, uh, you know, doesn't get back to, um, you know, the content technology uh, companies. There isn't necessarily, there hasn't been in the past necessarily a a big need to innovate. So why, why invest money in it if customers aren't asking for it and demanding it? I mean, makes sense. I'm a business person myself, Um, you know, don't, Don't um, overcomplicate your product uh, if you don't need to. Um, So I'm, one of the nice things, uh, the upsides of this, um, you know, really uh, intense demand for content is, I think more voices are being heard about what these technologies need to do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about Acrolink stepping up to the plate and just continuing to evolve. I think something else that um, this industry needs to do is educate uh, companies and and really just the entire industry about the fact that it's not just content management anymore that companies need. It's a content technology stack. So mm-hmm. get used to the idea that you're going to be using more than one technology related to your content. A uh, Content management system is not going to be the end all be all. Um, it's okay if you have more than one uh, tool or technology and um, that needs, of course, to integrate well with other technology stacks that a company might be using. But I think that's that's a new norm that uh, we really need to um, start putting out there and and uh, have people really uh, get more comfortable with.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And I think the themes are very well pointed out. I think number one, automation, as I said, average life science website, 2.5 million pages. You will not get your hands around this without any degree of automation. That's number one. And number two, as you said, integration. This is certainly with a complexity in enterprises. If content operations is not well integrated into the rest of the dimension, it will fail. And then I think um, the whipped cream on top of it would be the application of AI. I would think, which probably would be part of the automation stack, but then there's this thing where automation cannot be overstated. There's a lot of mm. automatically generated content already going on, which is good because it's automated, but it's bad because it's commodity.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of curation of content by Google, Bing, Baidu, and others. They curate content because they rank content. And what they hate the most is duplicated content. And in a world where all of a sudden everything is being automatically created, there's no differentiation anymore. So there's there's a lot of dimensions that we need to handle and manage going forward.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think when you talk about content automation or use that term, I think people's minds, first go to the idea of automating creation of content, but I really see a lot of opportunity to automate other aspects that perhaps would reduce the need to create so much content. So automating automating that uh, curation, automating personalization of content uh, suggestions and Uh, recommendations, once you have people, uh, a a relationship with people, whether it's your customers or your employees, um, and automating, you know, that delivery, personalization being, you know, one big opportunity in content delivery, Um, and then, you know, automating the, the maintenance, the adherence to standards and guidelines that, you know, can help with that uh, differentiation. So, if you have a well-defined, distinct voice and style, uh, you can automate, you know, application of that, and you know, perhaps automate um, actual creation of it. But it stays differentiated. So, I think we're, you know, just scratching the surface of the potential for automation to help with a lot of the challenges that. Uh, we're facing with content.
0: Absolutely. But it's good to hear that from you because these are themes that we have internally. If we prioritize our R&D spend going forward, automation integration are two themes that we have constantly top of mind because we know that the massive amount of content needs to be governed and a big part of that is automation. That's for sure. Otherwise, you won't be able to create any degree of value out of it. Would probably Absolutely. create more risk than anything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I noticed that um, this is a a different type of uh, content than what we've been talking about, but I think the principle is applicable. I noticed that um, Politico identified misinformation as the number two global threat. And, you know, a lot of that misinformation um, isn't necessarily just politics, but related to you know, health, like what mm. we're seeing with, uh, the pandemic and, um, it's, it's a serious, serious, serious issue. Um, I have a lot of fun with it. And I don't mean to, you know, diminish the seriousness of, of content and its value, not just a business, but, you know, in the, in the Phillips example, um, in your series, content's literally saving lives. Like yeah. that's, serious. It doesn't get higher value than that life or death. And, you know, it's, it's really on an unprecedented scale. So, I mean, we need this innovation, not just to be successful with business, but to be successful as a society.
0: Absolutely. And to sum this up in a very strange way, I feel that this content creation with the objective to misguide communities. I mean, there's a ton of misinformation going on right now, specifically in these times during COVID-19. But in a way, it also shows that content can be effective. I mean, in this way, I mean, toxically effective. Mm -hmm. So let's use our content power to steer the communities into the right direction and not the wrong direction. Absolutely all right i think we're coming up at the end of our 15 minutes if not already over the 15 minutes but i would like to thank you very much colleen for your time that you spend this morning with us afternoon uh, for me and then express my wish that at some point if we are all being able to travel again and meet in person i uh, would really love to extend the conversation sit down with you and learn more from you and your insight and experience and work that you have done. But for now, thank you very much, kali
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Loved meeting you and I applaud you and Acrolinks and all the important work that you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thanks very much.
2: Meet Peter Page. He's just your average piece of enterprise content, ready to engage, educate, and convert your target audience. But in the process of getting to your audience, Your content has to pass through different teams and layers of approval. If your enterprise doesn't have a practice of active content governance, things can get messy. Content chaos happens when your content has a different style, tone, or terminology, depending on who writes it and where it is written. Maybe your content lacks a native level fluency or different teams use different words and phrases to describe your product to consumers. Content chaos slows down your content release schedule, impacts your budget, your brand awareness, and your revenue. That's where Acrolinx comes in. Our platform captures the way your enterprise communicates, aligns your content with your guidelines, and analyzes the performance of your entire content operation. We're an AI-powered platform that solves content chaos and delivers strategy-aligned content at scale. It supports development and product teams to write fluent, simple documentation and UI strings with maximum efficiency. Helps your marketing teams write consistent, engaging content for different target audiences across different channels and gives customer success teams more time to create knowledge articles and support content that customers can find and understand using the power of active content governance acrolinx manages content chaos so clear content gets to the right audience faster unify your content creators experience efficient content creation at scale and deliver better content faster with Acrolinks. contact us at www.acrolinks.com.